You're listening to episode 123 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Visit the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. 360 Vegas podcast is brought to you in part by tickets.accessvegas.com. For the best seats in Vegas and at concerts and sporting events around the world, try tickets.accessvegas.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I know what you're asking yourself, and the answer is yes. I do have a nickname for my penis. (laughs) (laughs) I I chose to watch Anchorman again, as, as, you know, I'm one to do from time to time, (laughs) to to refresh my knowledge of of the show and... (laughs) God damn, that thing is so quotable. Like, I think you and I are, are funny. I mean, I... I you and I may be the only ones that agree with that. Right. Not a few others. <laughs> right, right. But the thing that, like, we're just not in the same league as people like Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell. Because it's like, uh, you know, I was watching those Lionel Ramas, and it's like how they keep coming up, but just off the wall. Like, it, it's just pulled out of thin air. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, how did I, it, they have some brilliant writers in there too, and you know they imp- improvise a, a lot of that stuff. And right. It's just amazing between between what they do uh, in the in the moment and the writers that they have behind it. You know, even if I had time to sit down and write something like that, I couldn't write anything nearly that that clever. I know, right? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, come and see how good I look. <laughs> And then when he's, when he's like, we've done the uh, How Now Brown Cow and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but some of the more obscure ones were uh, the arsonist has odd-shaped feet. <laughs> <laughs> or or the human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but it's still funny anyway. No. <laughs> we've been coming to the same party for the last 12 years, and that is in no way depressing. <laughs> I don't know how, like, see, and that's, that's the thing, like, years later, years later, we're still, you know, we're still talking about. Yeah. How highly we think of it. So it's been a couple of weeks, sir. How how was your skiing trip? You, you survived, obviously. So I did. That's good. I did. I, I I enjoyed not stopping with my face. Although I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> going to catch on, Brian. <laughs> I, I saw several people seem to attempt such a such a feat, and they they fared better than I did, but still yeah. failed in in some form or another. Right. <laughs> Seems to be trending. <laughs> trending in popularity. That's right. So, hey, we've got a show this week. We do. We actually do something where we're going to talk about a city or something like that. We're supposed to do something like kind of a randomized factoid. Let me read, and I think we'll be fine. There we go. Yes. Do that. Yard House at Link will offer 160 beers on tap, which will be in a suspended keg room above the bar, housing over 4,000 gallons of beer. We got that from At The Link, and that sounds like the greatest way to die ever. Yeah, I was just going to say, this doesn't sound safe really at all in any way. No, it does not. But like I said, if, if I have to go down, 
bathed in beer would be nice. Yeah, I guess there's worse ways to do it. <laughs> and how about the Vegas Mate Review of the Week? This week's review is Jennifer M's February 26th review of Zumanity at New York, New York. She gave it four out of five chips. Yeah, Jennifer wrote, This is my first show in Vegas, and I was intrigued by the sensual overtones. Uh, the show is entertaining, funny, somewhat acrobatic, but the eroticism is very low-key. I expected sex overdrive with this being Vegas and all, but not that much. An entertaining show, good drinks. All right, Terry, and how about the twit pick of the week? This week's winner comes to us from at Win Las Vegas for a really nice picture of the Win and Encore Tower set against a dark blue sky at sunrise. Now, it's interesting that the man who reinvented Vegas with the Mirage could arguably be blamed for ruining it with Bellagio followed by Win and Encore. Not intentionally, but he has always been so far ahead of the curve that he's usually copied by the competition until the concept is just run into the ground. Think about this. The luxury property concept that Wynn, let's be honest, hasn't evolved past since Bellagio is the reason why the new frontier, Stardust, Fontainebleau, and to a lesser extent, Sahara, are closed. People saw that Wynn properties and their luxury concepts seem to be like printing cash, but that's Wynn properties aren't considered the best because they do some Field of Dreams mantra where if you build it, they will come. It's about being innovative. Luckily, the economy stopped the overbuilding of the high end and brought everybody kind of back down to earth and forced them to rethink everything. But I kind of look at these two buildings, not only as being stunning buildings, but they kind of represent the end of an era as well as the end of the strip. I mean, the new end of the strip, at least until we get another innovative mind coming to Vegas, if that ever happens again, because one of the problems you're going to have with Vegas is now you don't really have that guy, that one guy that kind of runs things. It's there, there are corporations there that make decisions with a board of people, but I don't know, maybe we'll get a, a really innovative CEO at some point, but yeah, I think, I, I think everything, uh, you, you kind of encapsulated everything pretty nicely. And you know, uh, based on what I remember about going to the Mirage when it was a new property, when it was a brand new property, you know, it was considered higher end, right. you know, at that time, but you know, my family felt comfortable going, you know, and it was one of those things where, you know, the high end property in Vegas was sort of attainable by everybody. You right. Know, you didn't have to have this ridiculous bankroll in order to feel like you had a place at a table or whether or not you you, you kind of uh, fit in sitting at a slot machine or right, you know, what right. have you. Yeah. Um, now, when you go to places like Wynn or Encore, it's like, I don't, I feel totally out of place here. You know, uh, I'm way I, underdressed. Yeah. I, you know, I, that's just kind of, that's just my opinion. Now, a lot of people may feel differently and that's fine. Um, but that's kind of my, my perception, you know, and, and my self-perception when I'm there, you know, on my, my shorts and my t-shirt, you know, I'm like, I, I really, I really don't feel like I should be here. This is a nice place. I feel underdressed. You know, that's, that's just kind of the feel that I have. And I've said it before, I, you know me, I, I like to dress up in Vegas, especially in the evening. Evening time, yeah. yeah. So I've been there when I've been dressed up and I still feel like at some point somebody's going to pull me aside and say, you know, you're not supposed to be here or something like that. It's. Even I, though that's not no, absolutely at all not. Nobody's ever, ever done anything like that. My money's yeah. just as good as the millionaires over at the craps table. It's right. just, it, it's not to to my taste, and uh, I, I I very much agree with you. I, I feel out of place and and uncomfortable in yeah. in, in those properties. It's like, but it's like this is not the clientele we're going for, and we're going to kind of express that right. through the ambiance that we are going to choose to create here. It, you know what? It's, it's almost like it's like when you go into, like, <laughs> I hate that I'm even referencing this, but like if like pretty women concept, 
you go into a store and people just like you and, and they're not doing this. I know they're not, but it feels like yeah, they're I looking think you're in the wrong you. place. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like going, do you know that that machine costs this much to play? Like, you, you don't even know me. I mean, you're just, yeah. just right off the bat. But yeah, like I said, I might have 10 grand in cash in my pocket. How the fuck do you know? You <laughs> right, know? <laughs> right. I prefer shorts. Eat me. All right. Yeah, I'm right. rich. <laughs> Balling out of control. That's right. <laughs> right i'll fucking make it rain in here don't make me do it <laughs> fucking i'll take my money elsewhere that's right Tropicana or somewhere like that <laughs> they'll respect my rain and i'll get watered down drinks <laughs> be happy all right well it is a great picture a great selection as always sir uh we'll we'll link to it on the blog we'll put it on our Flickr page pinterest page featured on the facebook and google plus page twitter header as well as the enhanced <laughs> version of the show you should probably take a bigger breath at the beginning of that sentence yeah maybe all right, well, that's going to do it for our little intro. Let's move into the news. All right, for our new segment, we've got a few pieces of news for you this week. First of which being uh, Dre's announces gay plans. <laughs> <laughs> As Cromwell's opening date draws near, Victor Dre took the media on a tour of the new clubs that are going to be at that property. During that tour, he was asked what the plans were for the Bally's Club that stood in as a temporary home for his club after it was displaced during the Cromwell's renovations. Dre revealed that it will become Liaison, the first lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender-focused nightclub in a casino property on the Las Vegas Strip. Dre said the idea came to him while he was trying to figure out what they were going to do with that space at Bally's once Cromwell opened. and. They decided that the strip really didn't need another mainstream club, so... That part is very much true. Yeah. They decided to build something Vegas didn't have, and they realized it was this community that wasn't properly serviced. Now, Dre... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, Interesting I, choice of words, Mark. <laughs> Dre... I don't, I don't know if they should be publicly serviced, by the way. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> but, Out in the open. But who am I to question Mr. Dre. <laughs> right, right. But he, uh, he he felt the market has always been underserved and believes that it's the next evolution of Vegas nightlife, which is just becoming more cosmopolitan in attitude as they do overseas in Paris, England, whatnot. Now, the space will need to be renovated, but plans are to reopen as liaison in June or July of this year. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, our next story, uh, monorail expansion plans. We've got some info on that no longer saddled with the burden of actually paying their bills now that they've come out of bankruptcy <laughs> the monorail is thinking about going in debt again brian and why not talks <laughs> of expansion have begun to the tune of 100 million dollars that's a drop in the bucket yeah they believe that with the opening of sls and link giving them the best public visibility they've ever had increased ridership is inevitable now despite previous talks and wishful thinking by some <laughs> Their expansion plans do not include Fremont Street or the airport. Instead, they are looking to extend to the west side of the Strip, MGM to Mandalay Bay, and Mandalay Bay all the way down to the property across the street from SLS. I can only imagine the kind of impact that it would have if it went all the way down to McCarran. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Now, the monorail CEO says that Vegas needs to continue to grow visitation from a global audience, and he feels that they may be losing international conventions and tourism because Vegas doesn't have a mass transit system similar to the ones international visitors are accustomed to. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. 
At this point, the monorail is just trying to stir up some interest and enthusiasm about the expansion. There are no actual plans in place, nor is there a timeline for moving forward. I like this idea, but mm-hmm. ultimately, I just, I, I honestly don't see this. I, I, I don't know. I just don't. The airport or, or Fremont, it, it's the only thing that makes any sense to me. I agree. Yeah. Yep, I agree with that. All right, staying on the idea of transportation and things of that nature, we got some information on downtown parking fees. Yeah, adapting to the new traffic drawn from the evolution of downtown Vegas, Vegas Chatter is reporting that multiple properties are now charging from what they're now changing. They're changing from offering free parking to charging for it, is the point I was trying to get to. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, that list includes Main Street Station and the California. Each are charging $3 Sunday through Thursday, $5 on Friday and Saturday. Now, this fee is waived for Sapphire and Emerald Players Club card holders and those staying at the property, but you need to take the kiosk voucher to the cage for reimbursement. Now, the El Cortez has also begun charging, quote, event fees for parking. However, what they consider to be events isn't really clear, so just beware anytime you're thinking about parking there that you could get charged. So they do also waive for guests staying at the property. I can't fathom this trend doesn't continue everywhere. It's kind of the monetization. Well, I think it's kind of a modest charge, too. I mean, I do. I mean, it's, I, it's fair. And, and you're getting credit if you're staying there anyway. Yeah, if you're staying, what the fuck, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if we're talking like 10, 15 bucks... Right. Then, you know, it may raise some eyebrows, but 3 to $5, that's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, well, and you and I you know, lived in Chicago, so that's that's fucking nothing, considering oh, yeah. the bullshit you've got to pay to stay down there. Exactly course, right. So. Yeah. Seems fair. All right, next on the list, uh, we got some details on the Brooklyn Bowl. Vegas Shatter shared that with Brooklyn Bowl opening up at Link here in about a week or so. They were able to go on a hard hat tour of the property. It's going to be 77,000 square feet. It's going to have 32 bowling lanes split between two levels. Both are open to the 2,000 capacity concert venue. Notice the word seat is very strategically missing there. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the first six lanes on the ground floor are located right next to the stage and will be available to rent for entire concerts. Very deliberate. Now, each lane will have an LCD TV that can be used to not only see sporting events, but you can tap into the concert feed because they're going to have a live one there. Brooklyn Bowl is scheduled to open March 8th. Mildly interesting things this week. I think that's why it it kind of feels like like the show is a little little lackluster. Like it feels like like we're just not really amped. You're like, it's not a, yeah, okay. I'm still not bowling there. Stuff we already kind of knew about. Yeah. Um, Kind of rehashing, I guess, refreshing the news a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Perhaps. (laughs) <laughs> and our final piece of news for this week is Arcana is real. After a year in Vegas, Cirque took the opportunity to tweak the show during their normally scheduled two-week vacation. Their plan was to lighten the show up from its dark theme by adding some comedy and focusing more on the rock side of the self-proclaimed rock opera. Maybe a little slapstick. <laughs> what they did was ditch the storyline. Previously, Zarkana was the story of a magician who lost the love of his life and with her, lost his powers. The show followed him as he attempted to reclaim both. Now, Zarkana is the story of an abandoned theater's former extraordinary circus coming back to life with all the usual Cirque trimmings and has now removed my entire interest in seeing this fucking show. (laughs) 
Zarkana's got two performances a night, 7 and 9.30 p.m., Friday through Tuesday at Aria. They are dark on Wednesday and Thursday, and tickets are going to start at $50. I care so little about this, I didn't even regard to, uh, <laughs> have any regard to properly say the name correctly. It's Potato Potato, Brian. <laughs> Nevada, Nevada. Nevada. I know people get pissy when you say Nevada. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, if I recall, like in our first couple episodes, Hunter. yes, Hunter reached out to us like, hey, FYI, it's uh, Nevada. <laughs> hey, 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 yeah. fucking stupid fucks. Right, I know, right? You're Supposed saying to be professionals, it wrong. All right? You're fucking saying it wrong. Clean it up, <laughs> rookies. <laughs> I'm gonna flush your show down the shitter. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna end you, fucks. Welcome I'm just the kidding. There was no threats. There was no threats. No, not from Hunter. He's a class act. Oh, he's a good guy. He's a gentleman. Scholar. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've got some prop bets for you, Stuart. And others. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea of any direction I was going with with that. I just sort of abandoned it. Anyway, prop bets. Uh, the high roller at Link is now open for business, so go spend your money there. There you go. $30. Ouch. God, that's fucking rape. I know I'm going to do it once. But I can't <laughs> fathom. I can't fathom doing it any moment. <laughs> Vital Vegas is reporting that the Carnival World Buffet at Rio will begin a major renovation this April in an attempt to restore it to one of the best in Vegas. No word if the buffet will close during those renovations. I think they're still probably trying to scrape up the vomit from my brother's 21st birthday off their floors. <laughs> it's sticky. Dude, that was, I saw pictures of that shit. That was fucking a total disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Binion's Cafe, the 24-hour cafe at Binion's. <laughs> it was hard for you to figure that out. Uh, has now reopened at no one other than Binion's. Yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> and there were talks of relocation, but I was like, that's not going to make any sense. <laughs> I can't even believe this is real, Brian, but it is. A Paul oh, Blart no. Mall Cop 2 is looking for $3.4 million in tax breaks from Nevada in exchange for filming and setting the movie in Vegas. The premise is that he would be attending a convention where art thieves kidnap his daughter. <laughs> He's chasing him down on a Segway. Yeah. If approved, filming will begin in April and run through June. Vegas Chatter reported that you'll be able to earn total rewards points at the new Yard House in Link. Vital Vegas is reporting that renovations have begun at Chandelier Bar's ground level bar. No word exactly on what they're doing, but based on the sneaky picks that they took, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they are installing bar top gaming. I, I love that area too, so I'm excited that I, I, I hope I'm right. It doesn't make the area any less classy. Nope, not at all. It's a fucking casino. I know, right? It is actually awkward when you when you sit up at a bar and you're like, where's the gaming? Yeah, I kind of would like to play something, maybe know, right? lose some money. Why am I sitting here? I have perfectly good money in hand that I'd like to lose, and I this, don't have any way to do that. This is awkward. I hear fun happening all around me, and yet I'm not <laughs> participating in it. <laughs> I know nothing of said fun. <laughs> I feel uh, lost. Where's the fun? I don't see it here on my map. The Dia and Golden Gate are removing their in-room Keurig machines. That's a shame. Do you normally... See, Karen's a coffee drinker. I know you're a coffee drinker. Do you ever actually use those machines in a, in a hotel room? Uh, I did this week, actually. I, did had, you? I had one in the room. Yeah, yeah. See, I've, I've always kind of thought that people who drink coffee would go out and get their coffee with their breakfast or, you know, stop at a Starbucks or something. But I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't know. I don't, I don't drink it. 
Well, it's free in room. Yeah. I guess it depends. Like, if they're charging like two bucks for a K cup, then fuck them. Right. <laughs> and maybe that's the case. Maybe they were just like, all right, this has turned out to be a total waste of money. Let's just pull them. So, you know, that could that could have been the case. I don't know. I do know that they did charge for those cups. So maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe you're onto something. Well, I know I order all, all my K cups off of Amazon. Mm -hmm. Usually for like, and they come out to be like 40 cents a cup. Right. So if they're charging more than a buck, then yeah, you should just stay away from that. That's a good point. All right. Rack and Roll, the topless show formerly at Hooters, has completed its one-year residency at the D, and the D has opted to not renew that. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> right? <laughs> Rack and Roll. <laughs> that right there should be a warning to you. <laughs> it's inappropriate. <laughs> I think it's in poor taste. <laughs> Stop Rack and Roll. Uh, the man behind Electric Daisy Carnival and inside of Holly Madison. <laughs> that was well, well done, sir. Thank you. Uh, announced that he plans to bring two more music festivals to Vegas. Uh, Nocturnal Wonderland and Beyond Wonderland are two annual festivals in Southern California that will now have Vegas events. However, no details exist as to when or where they will be held. This week, the trailer for the new Godzilla movie was released, and in it, they show that the Vegas Strip suffers the creature's wrath. <laughs> <laughs> it's unclear how much a part Vegas will play in the movie or how the hell Godzilla got that far inland without leaving a path of destruction, but both are clear indications, Brian, that the storyline for this movie, solid. <laughs> Rock solid. That's right. Sprinkles Cupcakes is scheduled to open in Link on March 21st, and Social Life Pizza is now open at the nation. Sprinkles Cupcakes, that sounds like one of Vice T's girlfriends, doesn't it? <laughs> Have you ever had a gourmet cupcake? Yes, I have. We had them at our wedding, remember? Oh, fuck. That's right. That's right. Yes. You son of a bitch. You don't even remember it. <laughs> I'm sorry. My my ability to retain cupcake consumption is, is not what it used to be, Brian. Actually, we had some really fantastic cupcakes there. We had like eight different flavors. You really did. They, good. Were, they were good. Now that, I, not, now that my memory has been jogged. Mm. It's out of shape, <laughs> Brian. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> And lastly, the Stay Well program at MGM has apparently been a big success because they have expanded to take over the entire 14th floor of the property. As a reminder, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, these rooms for an extra $30 a night, you can stay in an air purification system and be showered in a vitamin C infused shower and among other such nonsense. In a city, in a place, where you go to basically destroy yourself. Uh, this is kind of a diamond in the rough. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know if I... I was, I was trying to think of something mildly witty to say about it, and it just totally fell flat on its face, like many, like many other things I see. <laughs> you can feel our effort from the beginning as it slowly tapers off, going, I'm not going to be funny with yeah, this. Yeah, this is bad. I should just... Just stick with the notes. Yes. I know. Just, just read and get the hell out of just, here. Just read from the cards. From the cards. <laughs> I am Iron Man. Think, ah, damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on from our news and prep bets to playing Vegas.
All right, over the next week of time, we offer you Playing Vegas, which are various entertainment opportunities outside of the normal residencies. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday of this week, Meatloaf is performing Rock Tales and Cocktails at Planet Hollywood. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets will start at $90. Thursday through Sunday, the Jacksons are performing in their Rock Tales and Cocktails at Planet Hollywood. Their shows are going to start at 9.30, and tickets start at $70. On Friday, Gary Newman is at the Hard Rock Cafe on the Strip. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at $29. Friday and Saturday, Tim Allen is at the Venetian. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets start at, I don't recall, I want to say $100. It's probably $100. Yeah. And also, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are at the Venetian. Two shows a night, 7 and 9.30. Those tickets start at $118. On Saturday, REO Speedwagon is performing on the 3rd Street stage at the Fremont Street Experience. Show starts at 9 p.m. Admission is totally free. And why shouldn't it be for REO Speedway? Right. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for playing Vegas. Let's move on to Vegas deals. In an effort to save you a few bucks on planning your trip to Vegas or while you're in Vegas, we offer you Vegas deals. Uh, starting off our list for this week, Caesars Buffet got a deal there. If you book a minimum stay of two nights, you'll receive two passes to the Buffet of Buffet deal. The deal is good for stays at any Caesars properties and at any other buffets. They actually had no end date in sight for that, so hmm. enjoy. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> right. This is you what we do now. for you, all right? It's called Amazon. It's called PayPal. Show some respect. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget where you got that from. That's right. We do this for you. <laughs> Stratosphere also has a room deal. They are offering rooms starting at 34 bucks a night from stays now through May 31st. The deal includes two-for-one thrill-ride passes, but rooms must be booked by this Tuesday, March 4th. That's true. Get on top of that. And finally, El Cortez has a room deal. They're offering up to 20% off of rooms for stays now through May. Uh, some point in May. End of May, probably. Yes, yes. Yeah. Through, well, that's why it says through May. Through, through the end of May. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. I, through, through the, the end of May. Because the entirety, some people, some people may think that it was through the middle of May, but, you know, through. I, I thought insinuated the end, but I, I, I stand know. corrected. I, I'm not saying you're wrong, mm. but what I said was also right. <laughs> and it's better than the way you did it. <laughs> I just thought your way was a little stupid. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the longer you stay, the more the discount is. Uh, 10% off for one night, 15 for two, and 20% for three and up, I believe. So. Mm, boom. And boom. And boom the goes the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for playing Vegas. No. Of course it did. We've been done with playing Vegas. That's it for Vegas deals, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to get on the People want to play catch up? <laughs> I scrolled a little fast, okay, on the notes. <laughs> I scrolled fast. Don't you judge him. Don't you judge him. This MacBook is getting a little ornery with me. Sons of bitches. Fucking thing. The arrogant pricks that listen to this show. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, 
treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. All right, time for coming attractions. Residencies. No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we just started doing this. This is new uh, for us. I'm, I'm new right. <laughs> to all this. Welcome to the show. <laughs> it's great to be here. That's right. This um, is episode 123, the reboot. <laughs> welcome back. All right. Uh, entertainment opportunities outside of the normal residencies are what we have in store for you in coming attractions. Lionel Richie is performing at Mandalay Bay Friday, June 6th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at $59. Neon Trees is performing at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan Thursday, June 5th. That show is going to start at 8 p.m. Those tickets start at $40. Stained is apparently crawled out of whatever hole they were living in. <laughs> know, right? And they're performing at the Pearl at Palms on Saturday, June 7th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at $62. The Bellagio Gallery of Fine Art has replaced the Andy Warhol exhibit with a collection called Painting Women. The 36 paintings span 1860 through 1950, and plans are for it to be on display through October 26th. The galleries open daily from 10 to 7. Tickets are 16 for adults, 13 for seniors and Nevada residents, and 11 for students, teachers, and military personnel with valid IDs. Sounds like something I won't do. No, not at all. And they're charging for that? Yeah, I don't really... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Yes. (laughs) Maybe next time you don't wear a bra. (laughs) (laughs) A revamped Jubilee returns to Bally's on March 17th. However, tickets for that performance and those beyond it are on sale now. Beginning March 8th. Divorce Party Las Vegas will take up residency at the Windows Theater at Bally. is located on the second floor. That is in no way in poor taste. Uh, <laughs> three friends come to cheer up their friend while she has to pack up her house and get out post-divorce. This is billed as a comedy. Shows will be Saturday through Thursday at 8 p.m., dark on Fridays. Tickets start at $50, and shows are on sale now through June 30th. I playfully threaten divorce all the time when I don't get my way here. <laughs> See, that's that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. That's right. All right. Oh, wow. Seriously, with this fucking coming attractions this week, Bone Thugs and Harmony are at the Hard Rock on the Strip Friday, March 14th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $30. See, that's a pretty modest price point compared to 62 that Stain is charging. Yeah, I would agree. And it's so, it's like, think about how big this band was at some point. And then, you know, Busy started going off on his own doing solo shit. And they started, you know, the whole thing kind of fell apart. And it's, it's really interesting, like, you know, as time progresses, this shit like this. Specifically, you know, this is kind of the pitfalls of, of being in a, in a band of any sort. And, you know, deciding, like, hey, let's all get back together because no one really gives a fuck about us anymore. <laughs> so yeah. um, maybe if we all get together, we can scrape a couple... They probably, like, started texting each other saying, shit, I ran out of cash. <laughs> right. <laughs> you holding? Are you holding? <laughs> all that money that they had, probably all gone. Yeah. Guaranteed. And lastly, Tom Green will begin his short-term residency at Vinyl at the Hard Rock March 7th through April 28th. Shows will begin at 7.30. Tickets start at $39. You think he's still going to be funny? I thought he was funny for about 15 minutes. Uh, at, at, at one point. Oh, which is probably where they get the 15 minutes of fame joke. Huh? Oh, I get it. Look at that. It's full circle. <laughs> I got it now, Bri. Never got That's that before. very well placed. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Now, I, I, I can't fathom that he is. But then again, this is a completely different thing. See, he was one of those guys that, like, SNL kind of goes through these, these kind of cycles where... 
they all have the, like, like the brand of humor changes. Right. Well, but they also go through these periods where the skits are funny for two minutes, but unfortunately, it's like a five or six minute skit, and that yeah. was kind of Tom Green. Like he would do something, they're like, "Oh, that's that's mildly amusing," and then beat it into the fucking ground. So I don't know. He's uh he, he's moving up. He was performing at Riviera. Now he's at least at the Hard Rock. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's it's. His material was getting a bit long in the tooth, you would say. <laughs> he sucked on a cow water once, Brian. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I did see that. That may have been a little weird. <laughs> this is awkward, Tom. Should we be doing this? Yeah, probably not very good. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's enjoying it. <laughs> well, he, clearly it's not a he. Like going, no, this one is a he, Tom. <laughs> oh, shit. And I do have to say he looks like he's enjoying it. <laughs> There's, there's weird websites for shit like that. Oof, no. <laughs> uh, don't forget, you can... God, that was awful. I immediately regretted that one. Immediately. Yes! <laughs> immediate remorse. Ugh, bad. I need to wash myself. Covered in my own bad joke. <laughs> God. Don't forget to let's let's move on quickly. <laughs> Don't forget you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the other artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. If we move on quick enough, maybe they won't think it happened. <laughs> distract, distract, Mr. Quick, let's quick go to the river, go to the river. Welcome back to another installment of 360 Moneyline. As always, I'm Seth. And I'm Chris. And this week we have a topic that we don't know where it's going to go, whether it's good, whether it's bad, but we're going to talk about whether you should bet on your own team. It's a tough topic. Clearly as I'm sitting here, I'm already looking up what the money line is on the West Virginia-Texas game. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's a dangerous road to go down. If you're involved, interested in sports betting and all, everybody has their favorite team, you know, whether it's NFL, NBA, college, you know, and, and if they're your favorite team, more than likely you catch all their games on TV. And so you would think, yes, you should always bet on that team because you have much more of a knowledge base. You've watched most of the games that year. You know the players, you know their style, you know everything like that. So, you know, what's what could go wrong about betting on your team? Yeah, and the thing is about that, then you just you become irrational, you know. Like we went to go visit Baylor, or the West Virginia went to go visit Baylor this year playing football, and um, I saw you know Baylor's hanging 70 a game, right? And uh, our defense is all right, and I was like, and and here's me being rational, I'm like, oh man, they're doing that against crappy schools. We'll be able to slow them down. Well, they're putting up 70 in like a half on those schools. So, I mean, they basically did the same thing to us. You know, here I am thinking like, oh, we can cover three, four touchdowns. No, yeah, no, not even, then, not, not even close. That, that's what happens because you're a fan. You lose your objectivity, and I think it's hard to fall out of that trap. But you know, you watch this team. I know Chris is a Kentucky basketball fan. You know, he probably catches all their games. He knows the players. He knows all that stuff. Maybe not this year, Kentucky, because the freshmen are all in. But you know, you're going to watch those games. You're going to have those teams that you know about, and and it's a lot of times it doesn't pay off. It really doesn't. And then we're going to go in circles on this one because. You know, it pays off sometimes too. 
I remember us going uh, for March Madness. I was going to be late, and it was Eastern Kentucky won the national title. And I remember you put money down on, on them for me before the tournament even started. Oh, yeah. And lo, and lo and behold, I actually won cash. I won the national title, and I won some money. That yeah, was a wonderful feeling, you know. And I'm, I put uh, some money on WVU to win the national title every year in football. One year, that'll pay off for me. But something else I like to do, and I found out the hard way through a couple people. I don't think I've ever done it myself, but I've talked to some people. If you have a team and it's a tough call, you never know how it's going to go. Sometimes I'll money line who I'm playing. I mean, if, if West Virginia is playing Texas, I'll money line Texas. And my thinking is, and it's incredibly irrational, if Texas wins, that means I would have won my money line bet. So my team lost, but the money I won takes a little bit of the sting. If WVU ends up winning, I lose my bet, but I'm all right because WVU won. And it, it makes almost no sense, but you're just trying to justify a reason to have money on your game and hopefully come out a winner on both sides. You're trying to have your cake and eat it too, and it hardly ever works out. Speaking of Texas, West Virginia, this is what drives me crazy up these damn sports books. It's West Virginia is a six and a half point underdog. Oh, and that's uh, just, they just want to, you know, put it at seven and a half you know, so I don't have to feel bad if I don't bet on it. You know what I mean? The dreaded half point. The dreaded half point at six and a half in a football game. You know what I mean? Oh, but, man. I mean, going back to the money line, you could talk about, uh, I've talked to some people the hard way who I've told about that. You know, meet random people in Vegas and, and you talk about stuff like this. And I, I remember I was talking to one guy one year and he did it. And we were at the Cosmo. We wandered around and said, hey, how'd your bet turn out? And he goes, I forgot to money line it. I bet against the spread. So my team lost and I lost my bet. Oh. Because they won, they seemed lost, but it didn't cover the spread. And it was all this thing like, yeah, man, you got a money line that. I thought I told you that. Oh, jeez. Now I'm thinking about the Texas-West Virginia game. Like, West Virginia is a plus 200 and six and a half point. I'm like, ah. That's what becomes a point. It's like, oh, man. Then also, if your team's a big underdog in a game, like in this game, it's plus 200. Like, oh, man, I can make some money on this. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like our chances. This is the first time Texas has ever been to Morgantown. Hmm. You know, that's right. And you start because you're a fan, you start buying into some of these things and you go, oh, yeah, we got this. We got this. And pretty soon you'll talk yourself right out of your whole bankroll. Exactly. And then but then also I think about our you know, last year, Seth, we split a bet on this game and we just bet the spread and the Mountaineers outright won the game, you know. Yeah. And then all I could think of then was like, and this is what I'm thinking of now, the money line last year. I remember being in Vegas and placing that bet and I was debating for us whether do I want to money line this at plus 250 or just take the spread? I'm like, I'm taking the spread. And then, yeah. of course, the game ends. I'm like, man, we should have sure, money, uh, should have money <laughs> lined it. So what have we learned this segment about betting on your team? Not a goddamn Not thing. Not a goddamn thing. Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> Do, Do whatever it. makes you happy. I, you know, I wish I kept a ledger. You know, that's what I need to start doing. I'm going to start keeping a ledger. Every time I bet on the Mountaineers, every time I bet on West Virginia, or I bet on Kentucky, where I bet on the Cleveland Browns or the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to start tracking that and just see if I actually make money, and then we'll see whether or not it really is profitable. I mean, it works. Earlier in the year in our 360 money line picks, I was picking the Bengals, and they were covering for me a lot, and then I stopped picking them because I watched most of the Bengals games. So, you know, it, it works on everything. If you watch it, you should have a better knowledge base, but you just got to find a way to absorb that knowledge and look at it subjectively. All I can say is that it makes the highs that much higher you know if you bet on your team you win the bet on top of them but also it makes those lows that much lower you may have just hit on the lesson to be taken away from this segment only bet on your home team if you know they're going to win the national title (laughs) 
that's the take home right there. Yeah, those are the segment for, for great insights like this. Yeah, if you guys have any questions or uh, want to get a hold of us, send us an email at 360moneyline at gmail.com or uh, hit us up on Twitter at 360moneyline. That segment is the exact reason why I don't like to, to bet on sports. I, I can't, I like, first of all, I, I will not bet on, on a team that, that I like. I can't do it because you, you not only root for this team to win, or, I mean, first of all, you're, I, I think emotionally you're kind of a little too invested, but for two, you know, it's not like you just want a team to win. You want them to win by a certain amount. And I just couldn't, there's something weird to me about, you know, your team winning. You're like, come on, fuck. God damn it, stop running the fucking ball. Score again. It's bullshit. Like, they're winning. What, what is your fucking problem? Yeah, and that's one of the reasons, obviously, you being a Browns fan, me being a Bear fan, anytime I did bet on football, which I used to do several years ago, uh, I, had, I don't anymore, but I never would bet on the Bears, ever. Yeah, yeah. I just completely stayed away from them. Yeah. Plus, they're unreliable. It's best. <laughs> they're unreliable. Unreliable. I can I can I can bank on the Browns sucking a whole bag of dicks. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, they're pretty solid. <laughs> I just can't. It's it's how much they lose by Brian is is hard to determine. What do you think about? Have you been following any of the combine stuff or anything like that big so time. far? Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. So are, do you think? I know that uh, a lot. There's been a lot of talk on Jadavian Clowney and all that. But uh, do you think Manziel is going to end up uh, in Cleveland? I don't know. I with with the massive. And if so, if so, how do you feel about that? I, you know what, to be honest with you, this about, I don't know, about five, six years ago, I, I remember when Tim Couch got there, like I was rooting for the guy. I was behind him. And then, you know, the, the guys that would come after them, like I, w- I would actively root for whoever the person is. Like, come on, you got to get, you got to give him a chance, man. He's trying hard. And it got to a point where I'm like, I don't give a fuck who is playing on this team. Just fucking win. Jesus Christ, just win. I don't care who it is. I don't care who you pick up, who you draft. I don't. I, I just don't care. Just fucking win. So. Well, then you had Brady Quinn. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that turned out to be a huge. I mean, that guy, I thought, I mean, Jesus, look at him. He's fucking stacked for a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, we I had thought, Colt McCoy. That didn't work either. And yeah. Although yeah. I do like Brian Hoyer. I'm just, it's one of those things, like, I, I've been burned so much you know, since they've come back that while I do really like him, I'm like, I just don't trust anybody. Just, just believe me. Find I understand players. completely yeah. being a, a Chicago Cubs fan. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Nobody feels the, uh, your pain better than we do. Yeah. I believe that. <laughs> well, it's true. So you should <laughs> check the listener feedback bucket. Nope. Empty. So that's going to do it for the show. It's going to do it for episode 123. Thank you guys very much for hanging in there with us. Right. We'll see what editing does, Brian. I don't know. Yes. I can make magic happen, but, you know. I hope so. What are you going to do? You can't fix a bad face, Mark. Now that's serious surgery. So, yeah, that's going to do it. Thank you again for, for downloading the show. We appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to take a look at any of the uh, stories that we referenced on this week's show, you can re- review the notes. Review the notes. You can review the notes. The human torch the was denied a bank loan. <laughs> Unique New York. Unique New York. Uh, you can review those notes on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do that at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Also on the blog, you can find all of our social links, so check us out there. And don't forget, you can easily uh, support the show by clicking on our Amazon banner on the blog. So that's going to do it for the show. Thank you guys again for downloading and listening to us. We appreciate it every week. Yep. I got nothing else, so we'll see you next week. Yeah.